I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. No problem, Chip. I I, I wanted to uh, get your overall thoughts. That you know that, that the documentary has come to an end. What what did you think about this documentary? Uh, you know, we were talking about it earlier today. We we love you know the the way they put it together and, and thoroughly enjoyed it over the last you know, five weeks or so. Uh, what are your thoughts on how they how they did everything? Yeah, I loved it too. Uh, it was a lot of fun to watch, uh, especially when we didn't have any sports. We needed it. I like that they pushed it up. Uh, I don't really remember Michael Jordan too well, uh, but I'm a fan. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, you know, they showed video of them sweeping the net in the first round in 98. I was actually right. at one of those games nice. on Continental Airlines. Yeah. I remember going to that. I was really young, but we sat like me and my dad sat way up top. I was only like nine years old, but it was really cool. There was obviously it was one of the few games at that awful Continental Airlines arena that was actually sold out, but it was very cool. Just to be able to say that you saw him, you know, but uh, yeah, it was amazing. Just Michael Jordan, you never hear him talk, you know, he's very, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's out very, of the spotlight. Yeah, he's very private. The only time you ever really see him is at a Hornets game. So he's very rarely uh, on TV. He doesn't really even go on like ESPN or anything. So, yeah, it was cool to hear him talk that much and talk about very controversial things. I didn't know how much he'd get into the certain subjects that he talked about, like the stuff like the Republicans buy sneakers too, you know, stuff like that. I thought it was very interesting that he talked about that. I didn't know if he'd skip over it. Uh, he, uh, the stuff with Isaiah Thomas may have been the most interesting stuff out of everything. I thought that was very interesting. And then the stuff with, uh, Steve Kerr, when he punched Steve Kerr, I thought that was very, I mean, we all were all looking forward to that storyline there. Oh yeah. But, uh, yeah, but the stuff with Isaiah and the bad boy Pistons, how the Pistons kept beating them. And he finally, he was like, I'm just going to go work out and bulk up just to beat the Pistons. I mean, that was so great the way they the way they did that that was great I, I loved it you know and chip one of the big things that comes from it is of course uh the kind of teammate that he was and what were your thoughts on that did you you know there's some people that uh are a little disappointed to see you know jordan was that kind of uh, of a harsh kind of teammate uh you know others that have competed before understand it and get where it comes from but what are your thoughts on his perception after that uh do you think you know do you does your view kind of change a little bit of who Michael Jordan is after hearing some of the stories and how his teammates feared him? No, because I I wasn't really surprised by it. Exactly. I mean, like yeah. I said, right. I knew that I knew the story of him punching Steve Kerr in the face. <laughs> so I wasn't surprised that he was a, a jerk to his teammates every once in a while. Like when he, like the stuff with Scott Burrell, you know, that's the one he abused. The yeah. Most. We were talking about that before. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah. But he's also like they said, he's, friends with scott burrell right now so i right. mean he he goofed on him all that time but i, I think it's because he kind of liked him so i mean he you know he wasn't very nice to him but <laughs> scott burrell scott burrell got it the worst i think he i think he got it the worst because he probably it felt like he thought scott burrell could have been better than he was because they said scott burrell was a first round pick and he played at villanova but he wasn't very good uh but yeah i I don't know. I, I guess I don't think any less of Michael Jordan because I wasn't surprised that that was the way he talked to his teammates. And 
yeah, I I didn't really expect that people would be like, I can't believe Michael Jordan is so mean to his teammates. Why? I, Kobe Bryant was like that too. Right. You heard the videos of Kobe Bryant talking to Jeremy Lin? Right. It's not because yeah. he hated yeah. Jeremy Lin. <laughs> it's not because he hated Jeremy Lin. He liked Jeremy Lin. Yeah. <laughs> he just wanted him to play better. Right. And Chip, we wanted to ask you too, uh, you know, obviously from this documentary, it's it's been about Michael Jordan and uh, it brings up a very popular uh, barbershop debate, uh, if you will, yeah. and and uh, it's it's been out there, you know, LeBron versus Michael, and and this conversation is back again. And we've discussed, and you know, we we fall into the camp. We we'll talk about this here in just a little bit, uh, where where we sit uh, on this debate. But we wanted to ask you: do you do you sway one way or the other, or do you kind of say, look, they're they're two different players, they're two different eras? What's what's your take on that that conversation? I kind of I agree with you on the last part there. It's hard to compare eras. Like, you know, when people put Bill Russell in the greatest player of all time debate, I'm like, come on, you can't do that. We never <laughs> even saw him play. It's hard yeah. to do that. Like I, but in terms of comparing the two of them, I think Michael had the best career. He went six for six in the finals. But when we say, like, you know, he never faced a team like the Warriors, of course he didn't. No one ever did. But we can't really penalize him for never going up against a team like that. So I'm going to say Michael had the best. What I always say is Michael had the best career, but I do think LeBron is the best player. I also think that if Michael played today, maybe he would have gotten better. We saw his drive. We saw how good he became. Like I mentioned, the stuff with the Pistons. If he played at the same time as LeBron, I feel like that would have motivated him to be better than LeBron. So, I don't know. I, I'm i going to say LeBron, at the end of the day, is going to put up better numbers than Michael. So, we may say he's better, even though the, the Michael people are going to say, well, Michael went six for six. LeBron lost a bunch of finals. Right. LeBron did play better teams, you know. And how long are people going to use that Mavericks finals against him? Can we really still use that? Come on. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Let's not use that still. He was awful, though, Chip. As the biggest I mean, LeBron fan in this room right here, he was so <laughs> bad, man. He was awful. I, I try to block that out. But here's something else that's awful. We, we yeah, talked about this. He carried Matthew Dellavedova. Yeah. The Warriors. Yeah, on. that's true. That That's true. Beat him twice in, the, in that series with that team. Uh, but th- here's something else that's awful for us, Chip, that I wanted your perspective on. Um, episode six, five and six were especially uh, tough as Nick fans, as they showed, oh. you know, the, the Bulls, <laughs> this is crushing us, you know. And we talked about this on the podcast before about the media not shutting up and, uh, you know, kind of sparking the fire in Jordan again, especially in that 93 series. Uh, but, you know, you kind of with me, because I, I said it again today, I still don't know how the Knicks, especially when Jordan left, how do we not win one championship after that? But also how hard is, was those episodes watching for you as a Nick fan seeing the Bulls just crush us that was hard to watch man i i, I feel bad for do you think charles smith watched those games no not at all uh, yeah. <laughs> i mean you gotta go up and carry somebody on your back and dunk that thing man you can't uh, uh, man four four times to get blocked oh my god that was sad <laughs> but yeah i yeah that was rough i mean i i have even more respect for patrick ewing after watching that when he goes after the loss he just goes right into the Bulls locker room and shakes Michael's hand. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really impressive. That shows who he was. But yeah, I it was tough to watch, even though you know it's happening. And then when you know the stuff about Michael gambling, and of course the media has to keep 
nudging him and nudging him and egging him on until they motivate him to crush the Knicks. Like, and I think me and you have talked about this before. We may have even talked about this on our podcast. Like, we always joke about how the Knicks media wants us to lose, but they literally motivated Michael Jordan to beat the Knicks in that situation. Yeah. Like, it was kind of funny, but yeah, it, it was tough to watch. But uh, at the same time, the Knicks weren't portrayed too badly. But also, the only thing that really bothered me was like, I think Michael Jordan said that the Pacers were the biggest threat to the Knicks in the 90s. I, I thought that was kind of ridiculous. Yeah. And not the Knicks. Like, come on. Yeah. The Pacers over the Knicks. Because he said in the, those episodes, hey, man, man, like, we had to prepare for the Knicks. And then all of a sudden, it kind of came to the end. And he was like, the Pacers in the late 90s. I was yeah. kind of like, he said that about like three different teams. So which one is it? You know, Detroit early, <laughs> right. Knicks middle. Yeah. And, then, and then I was like, come on, man. We got to pick one here. Don't die. I felt real good about yeah. being that being said. He said the Knicks were the biggest problem. Then like two episodes later, yeah, Pacers were the biggest problem. I was like, what? I think it might be <laughs> yeah. like the, the second three-peat, it was the Pacers. And the first yeah. three-peat, it oh. may have been the Knicks. Yeah, Maybe. that's the kind of yeah. And before, yeah. before any of the three-peats, you had to get through Detroit. You had to get through Detroit. Could be. But you got through yeah, an old, maybe. decrepit Detroit. Yeah, maybe because well, they had Rick Smith, who had like better. three rebounds in that in that clinching game, and they smoked they smoked the Pacers in that last game. The Pacers were really good, but I don't know. The the Knicks had uh, I don't know. He, you're you, now that I think about it, you're right. I think he did say that a couple times. <laughs> yeah, but the, it, it also the Indiana was good, but yeah. the Knicks could could yeah, beat them again. Were. You know, Patrick missing the layup, and all those things. I had just. Oh. I hate You're it. You're just yeah. having a lot of bad memories it, today. It brings you back The 90s is yeah. so great, yeah. but so bad at the same time. started talking you know? about the Pacers, and all I can think about is uh, Reggie Miller. We don't want to talk about that. I'm just saying. We Sorry. don't want to talk about Although Tommy Beer the push off. Forbes wrote a great uh, article uh, disputing how clutch Reggie Miller is, if you want to read that. so Reggie, That's another thing about this documentary, though. Yeah. I think people get reminded how good Reggie was. Reggie was pretty good. He was good. He was, he, and, and he was one of those players that could talk junk. But back it up. There's so many players that just love to talk, and they're just they're they're nothing. They were a good team, though. I mean, yeah, they were. You had Smiths in the middle, and the Davis brothers. You had the Davis brothers. You had Mark Jackson, a point guard. Jim I mean, they, Chris Mullen. Yeah, they were good. They were. I mean, Jalen they were no Rose slouch. Was really good. Yeah, really good. I just, uh, it just uh, yeah, anytime you think of the '90s, we got to go into how how <laughs> awful it is. Should should we talk about the John Stark disappearing in the '94 uh. finals? <laughs> Just disappearing. Uh, yeah, just, uh We had a whole, we're, we're doing like a what if series on our podcast right now. So we just oh, yeah. kind of went into this and uh, it was it was bad. And you got me talking about the 2013 playoffs and all that stuff here. But what if you, Isaiah Thomas never took over the Knicks? That one's coming. Uh, <laughs> that, one, that one's coming. Yeah. Uh, seriously, Chip, the only man on the planet that seems like Isaiah Thomas, you talked about this with, with seeing uh, that th there's clear feud between Jordan and and uh, Isaiah Thomas. Only one on the planet that seems to like Isaiah Thomas is James Dolan. That should say yeah, it all yeah, right he there. He loves them. Pretty much. He loves them. They, they kept him off the dream team because they hated him. Mm. And he's talented. And the only person on the planet that likes him is James Dolan. That should say it all. <laughs> That's yeah, awful. he loves him. He tried to hire him back again yeah. after wow. like two years later, and Donnie Walsh quit over it. Yep. And, th <laughs> and then he put him in charge of the Liberty. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yep. Which was. 
we don't even need to go into why that was insane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good stuff, Chip. Uh, we appreciate you stopping by, getting up early with us, and, and talking about this documentary. Uh, we always appreciate your time. Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me on again, always. No problem. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you again real soon. All right, guys. All right, have a good one. That's Chip Murphy of ESMY. Does a great job. Uh, you cover, you follow him on Twitter. Read his articles. Does a great job. Knows the game really well. Uh, you know, just uh, gets deep into it. Deep into uh, you know. I'm a stats guy too. He he blows me away with some of the stats that he that he he gets into, and I'm like, oh, huh. <laughs> he has to explain a lot of that to me. Uh, but you know, does does a great job of covering the league. Uh, but let's, let's take a break here. We'll come back. We'll wrap up our number two. <laughs> 